and hello, hello. Welcome back to Actions Detrimental. Wait, wrong podcast. Welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast with Zach and Alex. Back with you. Um, we're not as gay as Denny Hamlin, so we're, we're fortunate. <laughs> what an intro. <laughs> well, we'll talk, what an intro, Zach. We'll talk about our bestie Denny in a minute. Um, <laughs> anyways, t- t- Alex, it's a very special day today. Um, it's a yes. it's a occasion that only comes once a year, um, and it's not the twelve hours of Sebring. It is the fact that I am now a year older. It is my birthday yes. today. Well, the, the day we're recording, the day that you're listening is probably not my birthday, but um, March twentieth. That's my birthday. Um, Happy yeah. birthday! Yeah, and guess what I got for a birthday present? Um, well, Alex got me Pokemon Legends Arceus. Um, Yes, but I've been telling Zach to play that yes. game for months, and he will not do it, so I bought it for him. Yes. So he will not play it. And Alex doesn't even like Pokemon, but he thinks that 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 game, that Pokemon game, though, is, like, apparently really good, according to him. So, yes, he's spreading the good word. Um, But, no, I had to go back to work today after my spring break, so that was great. Um, <laughs> Weirdest, <laughs> still better than last year's birthday, actually, I will say, but, um, and you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. But, um, yeah, so... Um, I get to celebrate my birthday by talking with my bestie on this podcast, and we're going to talk about, actually, it's, you said it's a chill episode, I feel like it's a really packed episode, in terms of just rich content, because we have to talk about one of the greatest sports car races in the world, the 12 Hours of Sebring, and they had Race of the Weekend, easily, Slay, too, just Easy. Slay of the Week already mm-hmm. to them. I was, I didn't even barely watch the race, because I was busy with birthday stuff, and I really enjoyed what I saw, um... We're going to get into a lot of different tea this week. We're going to talk about some drama that happened in Xfinity with dra- uh, with uh, Josh Williams. Some feel-good stuff with Kevin Harvick. Um, we're going to talk about Denny Hamlin and all that drama with podcasts and actions detrimental to stock car racing. Literally and figuratively, we're going to talk about, of course, NASCAR at Atlanta Mid-Super Speedway. And um, some little, you know, more Fox Nuggets and stuff. And we'll also yep. talk mention F1 because they had a different bit of a different race at Saudi Arabia. Max Verstappen yeah. acted like a child. No one's surprised. And we're going to get into all of that this week on the Gay Racing Podcast. So, Alex, let's go ahead and get started with the win of the weekend. Let's the 12 it. Hours of Sebring, IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Series. Once again, what a finish. Don't sleep on IMSA. IMSA, they're not cooking. They have been cooking. They are, they are serving, actually. They are one of the best racing series in America. Anytime they show up for, especially their special endurance events, they n- almost never disappoint. Honestly, right. they are one of the most... I don't cons- think I've ever... I don't think I've ever disliked an IMSA race that I've watched. Even, like, the like small... Really. Like, um, like the one-hour, 40-minute ones that, you know... Because yeah. we don't watch every IMSA race, but, like, we watch most of all of the endurance ones. And they are... They hit on quality, so... So easy, and I feel like I don't know if it's just because the sport just isn't. I'm I'm not educated. I feel like they haven't overcomplicated sports car racing because it's not in the spotlight. You know what I mean? Like it's just not. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I'm I'm kind of uneducated on that matter, and it is also still complicated at the same time. But um, sure. but yeah, like Emza, it just makes us happy. It, it's just, you know, yes. it's always, it feels like a big celebration of motorsport, all these different manufacturers. Um, and we had a great, I didn't watch, again, I didn't really watch most of the race, but I caught like the last two hours. 
And man, Alex, the GTP or the uh, the prototypes, the you know the highest class in IMSA, yeah. that battle for the win was it was like three cars Incredible. legitimately like all battling for the lead at once like they were three wide at one point i'm pretty sure it was like trying to do that with nascar on a road course like you might be able to get it after an overtime right but that right and this was after this was after 12 hours yes of racing and it still came down to and this happens at daytona too after 24 hours yeah. and it always happens in imsa with the gtp it's so cool. But yeah, what happened was Philippe Albuquerque and Matthew Jaminet and Philippe Nazar, they were the top three. Uh, Albuquerque got pushed off track. And when he was in the grass and coming back onto the track to re-enter, he rams right into Jaminet. And then Nazar has nowhere to go, gets collected. I think yeah. he might have collected some other cars as well. Yeah, and Albuquerque's in the 10 Wayne Taylor car. And Dave, yeah. do they have a positive or a negative history at Sebring? I don't remember. I, f- I don't remember if Ooh. they haven't won Sebring I before. I don't remember. I'm not sure. We're casual IMSA fans. I'm going to check that. But, uh, the Whalen, Whalen Cadillac, who did up winning, winning, they win this race quite a lot. This was actually Pippo Durrani's fourth win. We'll talk more about them in a minute. But yeah, it was the 10 Wayne Taylor car with Albuquerque driving and the two Penske Porsches. Yeah. Jamine and Obviously Nasser. having a... Well, apparently um, it was a bit of a wreck fest with GTP in general because only two of the GTP cars finished. Yeah. This this race had a lot of action and carnage, but it wasn't like messy or sloppy as some other racing series can get. <laughs> and but no, it was still the sauce, sad. like you know the how attitude. Shut up! The attitude you just had with that was great. I'm sorry, that was awesome. <laughs> but but you know how IndyCar, the season opener at St. Pete and McLaughlin and Grosjean, yeah. they wrecked each other for the win. It reminded me of that, and it's just like the grit that it took for 12 hours to get here and they all just wreck it's like oh man yeah like that that sucks 12 hours of this and it all comes down to a wreck with 20 minutes to go yeah i think wayne mm. taylor i Mm. think i think they won in 2017 no maybe yeah i think they won in 2017 because the driver wins are ricky taylor and jordan taylor i guess i think they were still driving for their father i assume whatever but, but yeah um after after the incident happened nbc cut over to wayne taylor who looked like he was about ready to beat someone's ass right oh, he was so it was so funny he had a cute little coffee cup i commented it on twitter i thought it was very cute <laughs> but he was just he was mad like gratefully so but yeah man i love imsa it just makes me feel good things you know i mean and- quality authentic late race drama Love yes. that. Um, they didn't up. have. They eat up. You know how race, many race drama. You know how many um minutes of overtime they had? Zero. 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 Yeah. I was satisfied. I, did they end on their caution? I don't remember. No, they. No, they did not. Yeah. That wow. It they still didn't green. end under caution. That's crazy. <laughs> they ended under green. This incident happened with about twenty-ish minutes remaining, and the caution. You know, took a little bit. Yeah. I think they ended up restarting with like three minutes left. Yeah. Like there wasn't I mean, the, much the left. last so like a- two hours were intense, and it's just like mm-hmm. when I, my argument for no overtime in NASCAR is that it makes the rest of the race more intense because you actually have less time. It makes the races shorter. Literally, you have less time yeah. to make moves. It's just 
I, that's what I like about it, at least. Um, and yeah. you have advocated for timed races before, and like, look, it's working. In Speaking IMSA. of Bristol Dirt We're coming really in a few well weeks, yeah, I like time races, <laughs> especially when I have I work love the next timed morning. Races, Jesus. <laughs> um, but yeah, the winner of this race in GTP was the Wayland Cadillac, the thirty-one Wheelin. Um, Wheelin. Yeah, I thought it was Wayland. What? What in the world? You never heard of the Wheelin anyway. Modified Series? I'm gonna beat you up. I, you were literally. I, have. You're, I played clowning. NASCAR 05, 06, 07, Apparently 08, not. 09. Apparently I not. Have. I'm clowning on you. Waylon? Anyway. Who's Waylon? So Wayne we- Taylor's Waylon on somebody. I mean, he's he's going to so, be Waylon on Roger Penske in a minute. Lord. So, for NASCAR fans, you may know this as the ride Chase Elliott drove the Rolex 24 in a yes, few years ago. The 31, the red um, Waylon car. Red yes. 31. <laughs> yes. Uh, so Pippo Durrani drives that car, and early in the race, he was spun by an LMP3, just managed his own business, and LMP3 just took him out. Yes, because they don't know what the hell to classic, do. Classic LMP3 moment. Uh, it c- came back. I thought they were out of the race. They had a little bit of damage. They came back and won. This was Pippo Durrani's fourth Sebring win. Yeah. Really impressive, because Sebring... That's a hard ass race track. It's like I like, would that's say it's like the Darlington. D- exactly like the Darlington. Darlington. It's the toughest track. It has a lot of history. It's yeah. It quite literally is Darlington when you say it like that. Yeah, that's a great comparison. Yeah, the track's rough and it's just it's mean. You know, it it's is a bumpy track and you you can't miss a mark there. And there's no like the lights at Daytona. You have that. This track has no lights. You have to use it, your headlights. Yeah. Like the vision's a lot less. It's very dark. Ooh. It gets very, it's intense. I, I imagine it's really scary. Um, cause even with yeah. headlights, I mean, they're only headlights, dude. Like, you're, you know, yeah. it's like playing a, like, like, whatever. Yeah. You guys have probably been on the interstate or something late at night, dark, and you just have your headlights. It's like that, but they're going like a couple hundred miles an hour. Sometimes yeah. high eighties, like and it's curvy like it's and these drivers and like that whole incident with um the 10 and the both penske cars i mean that is a racing incident trying to navigate let's 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 put it in perspective what these imza drivers do they are racing very close together on a narrow bumpy track in darkness Basically, pitch black darkness with only headlights and taillights, getting around lap cars and battling each other for the lead after racing for 10 and 11 hours. Like, that is just so impressive to me. Like, that's why Mm -hmm. I just have so much respect for um, endurance racing. And it's all it's one of my underrated, most underrated forms of racing in the world, because I I just not enough like people that don't watch racing that know about racing i feel like they don't know about endurance racing and it's kind of a shame because i think it's probably right. the coolest outside of like the indy 500 and like nascar i would say just cuz how different nascar is you know monaco to an extent yeah. like it's just it's so cool the fact these guys and that's, race for like so you long. mentioned you mentioned it earlier. IMSA is really just a big celebration of motorsport. Like yeah. it's like I've said this before. It's like the Smash Brothers if you play video games. Like Smash Brothers of racing. You have all these IndyCar drivers racing at the Rolex. Sometimes you have NASCAR drivers, and you have just all different forms of motorsport coming together. All the different manufacturers. It's just so enjoyable, and I'm really glad I'm finally like truly getting into it because it just always leaves me feeling satisfied. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. Um, yeah, were, were IndyCar drivers in this race, like Dixon and stuff? 
I don't. Yeah, Scott Dixon was in the O one. Oh, and uh, talking Roman about Rojan IndyCar drivers, Scott McLaughlin yeah. had a very big result, Scott right? McLaughlin. Alex? Scott McLaughlin won in LMP two for Tower Motorsports with Indy Next driver Kiffin Simpson and former flop of the week John Farino. I'm going to give him a sleigh of the week. Yep. Team, you can't Time. listen. Congratulations! You, can't, you cannot win an endurance race if one driver is holding you back. John Farino carried exactly. his weight. Period. Slay. Yep. 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 No Joseph Newgarden. Um, I don't know what happened there. I don't know if they're only limited to three drivers. Yeah, or probably. What. And I think only like but, so many of them can be a. I think one of them has to be an am. Like an amateur. Okay. Um. Right. But so, um. Yeah. Kyle Kirkwood was racing as well. I'm probably missing some. There were quite a few. But yeah, really cool. And also the 31 on the winning team. You also had Jack Aitken who drove the car to the victory, and Alexander Sims, a former F. Really, driver, I didn't know Jack driver. Aitken was doing. Um, oh, cool, because he used to be up in F2 and stuff. And wow, yeah, I think he did an F1 race actually. Pulled... I think he subbed for F1 once for like Haas or something. I might be wrong. Really, I believe I or believe Williams. he's full time. Yeah, I think he uh, subbed for Williams when George ra- subbed for Lewis. I'm pretty sure. I think I might be wrong. I think that I, I think that was Fittipaldi, Pietro Fittipaldi. No, because Fittipaldi filled in for Haas. I think Jack Aiken filled in for Williams. Okay, someone let us know. I'm not for sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I wouldn't. I wouldn't <laughs> but, lie um, to you. But yeah, so Scott McLaughlin. Did you mention that he got? The actual like overall podium too. Yeah, Scott yeah. McLaughlin and Tyler Motorsports because only... they won the race yeah. for LMP2 and they got podium. They got for overall. They got third overall. That's and, crazy. And that was that was something people speculated could happen at the Rolex. Didn't really happen here, but LMP2 on podium for overall. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, Heck, there's an LMP3 car that finished 12th. Like that. <laughs> like, that's crazy, yeah. dude. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, I'll say this about Scott McLaughlin. He's now won in supercars. He's won in IMSA. He's won in IndyCar. He could probably win a NASCAR oh. if you put him in one. Like, I think I think he could win a NASCAR. I, I said this last year. I think he's our modern or current era of Juan Pablo Montoya. I He's so good. And I think next year you're going to probably see him run the Enduros for Penske Porsche. I hundred percent think that's going to happen i don't yeah. know about joseph if joseph wants to or not but i think scott's like a lot scott can do it and like carry his weight and like help win the race like he's yeah definitely um yeah that's yeah it's yeah, really impressive but, but yeah all in all don't sleep on imsa stop no. sleeping on imsa go watch imsa when it's yeah. on because it's phenomenal and nbc's coverage we love nbc here always fantastic always fantastic, fantastic. um what well, it was lee diffie townsend bell was james hinscliffe in the no was it calvin it, fish J- i think james was there but it was calvin fish I'm yeah sure. i'm trying to see when their next race is um it might be long beach it is april 14th and 15th long beach yep yeah right cool. put that in your calendars y'all imsa yeah. And that'll be their first like sprint race of the year, um, like a shorter, you know, one hour. It's like, I think it's like one hour forty minutes, and it's a street course, obviously. So that will be good. I never end up watching IMSA at Long Beach, so hopefully I get to watch it this time because I've always wanted to. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that'd be cool. It's usually on like right after IndyCar qualifying or something. Yeah, like it's that. like on the Saturday. They have so much stuff going yeah. on at uh. That's what Chicago needs to be for NASCAR. It needs to be a whole weekend of just so many different events, like for so many different series. Mm-hmm. 
Because that's what Long Beach is. But anyways, um, yeah. I think that's about it we have to say about Sebring. Um, who even won in the GTP, or not the GTP, the GTD category? I don't even think I... Porsche won in GTD Pro, and then... Wait, did I lie? You know, no, I didn't lie. And then, what, GT... Normal GTD, it looks like it was, uh... Yeah, BMW. I don't know these people. Okay, <laughs> I don't know her. That's why I didn't write them down in the doc. I don't know I these don't people. Know <laughs> I was just wondering. Well, <laughs> Kyle Kirkwood got second in GT. G, uh, Jack Jack Hawksworth in for a uh, Vassar Sullivan. They got second. So cool. Yeah. Shout All out. Right. Um. But yeah. So that was uh that was Emza, and we're gonna take a break before we get ready for the tea. Welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. It is time for everyone's favorite segment, the tea. And we have a lot of tea to discuss this week because a lot of stuff happened last week. After we recorded our episode, a lot of stuff happened. So let's go ahead. And we forgot to even put the Hendrick thing in here, I think. Did we put the Hendrick thing Mm -hmm. in? Do we talk about? I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna talk about it. Oh. I don't think the Hendrick thing's relevant. You don't care? Okay. Well, all right. I don't care about. <laughs> to the be Hendrick fair, thing it is not relevant because points don't even matter. Money doesn't matter to them. That's why. Yeah. So we did talk about, about it. We just talked about thing. it. Hendrick There are slanderous statements being made about me by Dreamy There's Zach. There are slanderous statements. Okay. I, okay, sir. I. I do care about. I do know about the Hendrick thing. I just don't think it's relevant. Yeah. What is Rick Hendrick going to okay. do? Oh, he's losing so much money. Oh, my gosh. Poor Rick like, Hendrick. They have, like, yeah, they're going to lose playoff points. Like, Byron's two wins won't count toward playoff points right now, but they'll be fine. Oh. That, it makes fine. me so upset when William Byron has setbacks. Man. That makes anyway, me so, sad. so something that I think does matter is the Xfinity race and what happened. Would you like to... Tell well, it certainly wasn't. There, it certainly wasn't the actual race because I heard. I didn't watch it. I heard it was a just a wreck fest, which no one's shocked. Clap if you're shocked. And apparent, apparently, the truck race was even worse. By the way, which also doesn't shock me. Um, <laughs> no, because they let like sixteen no. year olds race in trucks. At, yeah, literally, but like figuratively, because I know they don't let. Them. Anyway, so um, Josh Williams. So he was involved in a multi car crash because you know, duh. It was probably like the seventeenth caution of the race. Um, Mm -hmm. and again, I didn't watch. So he, apparently they put Barabond on the car and because it's like negative 30 degrees in Atlanta this weekend, they, um, the Barabond wasn't sticking because if it's cold, it's not going to stick. So it fell off his car. And apparently if you don't meet the, uh, what's it called? The DVP clock. If you don't meet the clock or get the, your time set so that your clock's cleared, if a piece falls off before then, Unless you're Chase Elliott, apparently you have to you're you're out of the race. Um, you're out of the race. So unless you're Chase Elliott, of course. So um Josh Williams not wanting to, you know, park his car just because a piece of debris came off, um, and because he's not Chase Elliott, decided to okay, I'll park my car. So he parked it right at the start and finish line on the front straightaway, and he walked <laughs> And he walked to pit road mm. to the infield, waved to the fans, gave a little heart sign to the camera. And <laughs> I think, I believe people were cheering at him at the track. I mean, yeah, like, <laughs> and apparently so, on the broadcast, Joey, Joey and Daniel Suarez are in the booth in the booth. And Joey's just like, oh, no, this is not going to be good yeah. for him. So 
Yeah, I think what happened was the race was just a disaster and they kept wrecking and then this happened and they had to keep caution going. So NASCAR was just annoyed and they took their anger out on Josh Williams. And fair, not fair, that's your decision, in my opinion. But I don't know. Come on. They I make think, up the rules as they is... go. So it's like, <sighs> yeah, like they. No one's heard of this rule. Let's be honest. No one's heard of this rule. When Chase and, Elliott had a piece of stuff hanging off his car at the Roval, y'all couldn't see. Y'all didn't see it. Y'all were asleep. So just saying, Josh Williams. I don't. I don't blame Josh Williams for this at all. I actually think it's like, hey, if you're gonna make an example out of me, I'm gonna make a big deal out even of it. Even if he was wrong, at all. Even if he was wrong, I yeah. still like. I like his balls to do that, to be honest, because I think yeah. NASCAR needs more drivers to just disrespect they them, do. especially one like and Josh he, Williams. Like, unfortunately, he's not mm-hmm. in a position to where like that fine that he's going to get is going to be a big deal. But I heard Denny Hamlin's going to pay it off. So, so mm-hmm. whatever. So, um, yeah, the thing with him is that he's he was telling media that. NASCAR didn't let him talk to the media, by the way. That's insane. That is actually so, kind of insane. So what you happened, can't just let them... No, that's he, insane. You can't do that. Sorry, keep going. He walked back, and when he got to the pit wall, they were like, they're going to find you. And he's like, what are they going to do? Find me? I can't afford it anyway. Because they were trying to get him to go to the infield care center, too. Because he wasn't, his car wasn't able to continue the race. So he has to go to the infield care center. That's He's actually like, what are they really funny. That's me? really I can't petty. Afford it anyway, it's that's like, really petty from NASCAR. Actually, <laughs> like, well, your car didn't make it back to the. <laughs> Wait, that's actually like that's really funny. That's basically why they were. That's basically why they were trying to get him to go. But then the media were all. There was, a, I think it's by like Bob Pockris or Dustin Long, one of the media people. Just all the media were there, ready to talk to Josh Williams, and he's probably never talked to like more than two reporters yeah. at once. He doesn't you even know? know who Bob Pockers is. Like, <laughs> I'm sure he does. I don't know if Bob knew who Josh was, but <laughs> he went. They were all there, and then he never showed up because NASCAR basically took him to have a timeout real quick. Oh, like, timeout! Do they, they have a dungeon? Just did not let him. Did they have a dungeon in the probably. hauler. Maybe they locked him in there, but. I that's bet for Carl Edwards probably is. Sorry, for Carl I, keep, Edwards I keep cutting you off. That's Sorry, keep talking. What, but that's where Josh Williams was. Was NASCAR basically took him? They probably screamed at him for about an hour. And Told a him half. to sit in the corner. And right, then, right. I will not park my car on the front straightaway. I will not park my car. <laughs> had him write it ten yep. times. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but. I think this was the no media part is really an over, crossing the line by now. That's not okay. That's Truly. not okay. The, their First Amendment right. This is a no. joke. Their First Amendment right is to, to talk to the media. <laughs> and you know, I I think they were just trying to do damage control, but they just made it worse because now you have all the tracks. All the tracks on social media are like, "Hey, Josh Williams, you can park here," and it's their victory picture of their start finish line that's funny this is this is backfiring on nascar big time in my opinion and a sponsor by the way sponsor loved it the sponsor loved it well hey they were like they got all this they got all this tv time they get all these media i don't know what their sponsor is but i know it's blue like because i've seen that that picture so yeah that's great exposure Uh yeah yeah i I don't like that NASCAR. God, I, that. Hope... I wish he would have got to talk to the media. That would have been an amazing interview. Yeah, 
Could you imagine? Like NASCAR and needs to when drivers like like Denny Hamlin, when drivers like when they do something that you don't like, you almost need to embrace it a little bit because it is drama. It is I mean, Alex, we're talking about it. Other people yeah. are talking about it. I mean, it's more content. I don't think we've ever talked I don't think we've ever talked about Josh Williams on the podcast before nope. until today. I hope he wins a race. And and I hope his victory celebration involves him parking his car on the front stretch somehow. And he just walks. I just think I would probably <laughs> laugh. No, I will laugh. But like that would be great. So I hope, I he, hope wins he wins Talladega. Somehow. Yeah, someone we need to make that happen. That would be great. Um, yeah, but yeah, but yeah. I don't have much else to say on this. I think it say of the week actually. Josh Williams. I'll give it to him. Sticking it to NASCAR. Because that's yeah, yeah. And NASCAR has a really high and mighty thing right now. We're talk about that more. And we could talk more about Denny Hamlin in a bit. But yeah. Good for him. Yeah, because NASCAR right ain't all that. They think they are, but they're not. They are barely a racing series at this point. But um, yeah. let's talk about the... So we hate NASCAR, obviously. Um, I'm not joking. But let's talk about the good old days of NASCAR, Alex. Remember Kevin Harvick and the 29 car for Virtual Children's Racing? Oh, yeah. Um, obviously, we weren't really alive or like aware of you know when he had to replace Dale Earnhardt Sr., but it's a very iconic moment in NASCAR history. And one of like the most feel-good moments ever was when he went out won Atlanta in that white 29 car. And obviously, mm-hmm. when we started watching NASCAR, you know, Kevin Harvick was racing. He's one of the oldest drivers now. He's about to retire. He was in the 29 car. Well, North Wilkesboro, and this is so cool, he will be driving the 29 car. Um, it'll still be for Stuart Haas Racing, but it will have that RCR font. It will be sponsored so cool. by Bush Light. And obviously, Bush Light, they are... 10 out of 10 when it comes to paint schemes and they rebrand their they rebranded their like whole like logo and stuff and the, they let the paint scheme be as authentic as possible to look like the old good wrench white number 29 car and it's yeah. gonna it's it's gonna look great at North Wilkesboro um for the all-star race I think that's really cool I love when stuff yeah. like that comes together from all parties you know Richard obviously I think I don't know if they have a trademark on the font. They might have a trademark on the font. Um, Probably. And, you know, so letting them use it and then Bush Light for everything they do for paint schemes for Kevin. I mean, they we've been seeing that. I mean, they are one of the, they are the best sponsor. We talked about that when we talked about them going to Ross Jesting. They are the best sponsor in this sport. So it's just going to be awesome mm-hmm. to see for it's going to bring back a lot of memories. The video. Oh, my God. Kevin so was I, choking up in that video. I really recommend, if you have not watched Stuart Haas Racing's video of first this reveal that they were going to do this, it's fantastic. But there's also like a nine minute video that they posted about how just Kevin having to replace Dale Earnhardt and how that all happened and then winning his third race, which was at Atlanta. Phenomenal video. Like Dale Jr.'s in it, Mike Joy's in it, um, Delana Harvick's in it. Like it's just really well produced i'm sure there's more of those as the season goes on yeah fantastic job by stuart haas social team fantastic yep it was quality it was just pure quality Mm -hmm. um but yeah i will i will say seeing the 29 again this made me feel a little emotional because i that like you said i mean i was alive for the record we were both alive no we We were were both alive but we weren't like conscious (laughs) you know what i mean well maybe you were conscious But I wasn't conscious for when Kevin Harvick stepped in the 29, you know? Yeah. 
we were li- we were little guys. Just want to clear the record. We're not that young. Yeah, we're not that young. But that's why I said but, that. Um, Slander statements are being said. Whatever. Anyways, you said we weren't alive. But anyway, I said I'm we. Just, <sighs> yeah. No, I didn't. Just say, giving you crap. Keep talking. I'm just giving you crap. Okay. okay anyway. Tw- Seeing the 29 again will be really cool as I did grow up seeing that number on the track. It was on the track every single week as a kid. And, you know, he won the Brickyard 400 in that number. He won the Daytona 500 in that number. Yep. Um, yeah. It'll be really cool to see that again. Yep. I really hope that they, Budweiser, they bring back the 2014 scheme at some point this year. Dude, Darlington's coming Bush up. Budweiser, same company. Darlington's coming up in, like, I guess two months-ish, a month and a half. Um... I haven't mm-hmm. seen any throwback schemes yet. Yeah, I'm excited to see what we what we will see for that. Um, yeah. yeah, that's going to be really cool. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. that would be a good throwback. I could see Bush doing it because that was his championship scheme. So yeah, duh, you have to do it. Yep, it's technically the same company. They could actually do Budweiser. So shoot, you're right. Does Budweiser still exist? I feel like I never see that beer. It it does. It's bigger than Bush. Yeah. Wait, it's bigger. <laughs> That's why than... they switched to Bush to make Bush bigger. Oh, because like all the commercials now are just like Bush. Like, yeah. That's mm-hmm. hmm, okay. Budweiser exists. I don't think it needs as much marketing as why they switched. Probably. It. Um, moving on though, a uh, little little nugget here, little Larry Mac nugget, if you want to okay. call it that. Um, Montana. We were just there a few yeah. weeks ago. The website for that racetrack is gone, which is concerning. Uh, and the website now leads to NASCAR's website to a landing page that says a bunch of things, just like what's going on. Uh, they say one, the website is gone because auto club sponsorship expired. I guess that makes sense. But that also says that the date of the construction of the short track will be announced at an quote appropriate time end quote. So I have thought. Is on this, this happening? So number one, we Hannah, talked about this during Fontana. Yeah. Hannah Fontana remains to be a mysterious woman. Love her. Um, <laughs> she's she's just the woman of mystery. She we don't know what she's doing. Is she going to be a short track now? Is she going to be a track at all? Is she going to become a parking lot? Ooh, maybe I don't know. Ooh. Um, Walmart. Walmart. <laughs> um, so I understand. I actually. I, when you told me this, I said cap, but honestly, it makes sense because if you lose your sponsorship, it's a lot of work to go through rebranding your entire website to make sure it doesn't say Auto Club. You know what I mean? Like, that's a lot of work. Yeah. So you might as well just like, yeah. eh. and it's not like you have a race next year. So it's like, why even have it up in the first place? So, yeah, it makes I sense. I don't get why. I don't get why they didn't just change it to California Speedway because that's the track's name without the naming. Well, it's just like they have to get rid of the site entirely. Well, because of everything that's on the site with the Auto Club logo and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, that's just a lot of unnecessary work. And like, just that you. Yeah, I guess they'd have to they'd have to buy a new domain, etc. I will say there is a new Twitter handle. I think it's next gen CA California. Yeah. Follow the updates for the track. That's that is um that gives the flavor of this will never be useful ever (laughs) like this will never actually i don't know why next gen they just i don't know if they would specifically do this but i'm just saying what if they go and renovate irwindale i'm not saying that's what they're gonna do but example 
They go and renovate Irwindale. That's in California, closer to LA than Fontana is. It's a short track already. I, could, I mean, yeah. Yeah, they could just use that account for that. They could use it for anything next-gen California. You know, I feel you know? like, isn't Maybe that a better open. idea financially? If it's closer to LA, and it's already a short track, and you just got to build around it, like, isn't that a better idea? Or am I not I educated? Person- I personally think it would be. It already exists, and it's a historic track. People would like it. I've heard there's some issues with the track or something. I don't know what. Like stuff that you can't um, just repave, like or fix, or like, because like I don't. I don't know. I feel like it might have been. I don't know for sure. I don't want to say something I don't understand. Yeah, because like I, I'm. Und- I've never been there. I don't know what it looks like. Really. Yeah, yeah. That's if I were NASCAR, I'd be looking and doing that. Because you already brought North Wilkesboro back. If you want to do a short track. And and Fontana was on very precious, valuable land. Irwindale's there, and fans yeah. would love that, you know. So yeah, instead of doing all the stupid work to make Fontana a short track, which is probably more expensive than just turning Irwindale into a, you know, a top class facility. So I don't know. I, this would be interesting to follow. Like I said a few weeks ago, we'll keep following this. I like how you brought up Irwindale though, because yeah. now I'm kind of on Team Irwindale. Irwindale. I I actually really like that idea of just turning it into a beefy short or beefy. If I could press a button, if I could press a button, make anything happen, that's what I would do. This Irwindale. Just let them sell all of Fontana's land. Is that they had to repave that track anyway? I'd rather them sell it, move on, and go to Irwindale. I think that'd make more people happy. Yeah. Instead of like, and then you don't have what we have at Atlanta, where it's just like, you know. We kind of miss yeah. old Atlanta. This is kind of stupid. Why did you get rid of one yeah. of the best tracks on the schedule? I don't care if it had to be repaved. You could have just repaved it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yep. but whatever. Um, and and I will say, if they were if they were to do Irwindale, they wouldn't need to do the shenanigans of running the Clash race as a points race, which would also make people happy. Yes, you know, like there's a lot of positives. Literally, I, just, I don't know how reasonable it actually zero is, people though. that are not named Steve want to see that happen. Like. <laughs> like, literally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a great saying. Well, That's a new one. That's a new another Zachism. another thing. Another thing that the Steves don't like is someone named Denny Hamlin. They hate that so mother. Den- they hate that mother. Mm. So mm. Denny Hamlin went on his podcast, Action Sentimental, saying that he intentionally wrecked Ross Chastain at Phoenix, um, last week, and it was on the final lap. No one else was impacted by this. Just him, Chastain, and for context, remember Pocono? That incident took out Kevin Harvick and some others when he did that payback to Chastain. People didn't know if it was payback. Yeah, and, and what they left, everyone tra- left the track mm-hmm. that night not thinking anything of it. That's the thing that gets me. It's mm-hmm. not like Spingate, where that happens, and everyone was like, that was fishy. We need to investigate this. And then NASCAR yeah. investigated it. And then NASCAR penalized people. Not. Yeah. I think if you can make it out of the track and without suspicion, I feel like you're grandfathered into like, yeah, whatever happened, happened. Oh, but yeah, I'm, yeah that's what I, that's kind of my opinion on it, you know? And the thing is, is that. He didn't impact anyone else's race. I think he heard everyone's displeasure with how he handled it at Pocono because it did take out Kevin Harvick that day. So he did it this way. 
And I think it's fair, because retaliation is just a thing in NASCAR. Ross Chastain, he wrecked someone again yesterday. Yeah, I don't care if y'all say he didn't cause it. Who? Everyone else bump drafted, or everyone else was pushing yesterday, but he was the one that caused a wreck? I don't, I'm sorry. Like, I'm just saying. Like, again, it's super speedway racing, like, whatever. But, you know, it's just kind of like, come on. And it happens all the time. And... (laughs) <laughs> so what's the so what are we what are the drivers supposed to do just keep their mouth shut lie and i mean and don't show their personality and displeasure with people i'm a little like, conflicted I don't, I don't what nascar wants here i'm a little conflicted yeah. because like i don't want nascar to just be like taking a guy out but also at the same time it's ross chastain and mm-hmm. I, ross chastain you can't say he didn't deserve what happened at phoenix i mean you know it wasn't and, even that bad and NASCAR and both drivers said that it's over after that too. Yeah, and they NASCAR both, like, has truce. this thing where it's like it's self-policing. The drivers are supposed to self-police until they cross a certain line, as we saw with Matt Kenseth and Joey Logano. So it's like that's oh, there's such a gray area, isn't it, with retaliation and mm-hmm. stuff? And it's just like I don't know. It's just I don't know if NASCAR really had to get involved. I, I but I understand why they did because it's like no I don't because they were fighting for position it's not like Denny Hamlin mm-hmm. was like laps down and he just wrecked the, the leader of the race it's not like it was Bubba Wallace wrecking Kyle Larson last year at Vegas yeah like but that then there's was that. way too extreme yeah it you was know like, oh, like that was very different this was but just see, Alex, like Denny a- shoved him into the wall Alex, there's a gray area. There's a gray area. That's the the problem, I think. It's like, how does that... That's the mess of the culture that they've created, though, right? The culture of NASCAR is that these drivers are supposed to do this, and then they get put in commercials, right? And it promotes how awesome NASCAR is. And it's just like... How many many times did NASCAR type Hamlin versus Chastain on their social channels? How many... I don't have the number. I bet it's quite a few. Yeah. So then it ends, and they penalize Hamlin for it, just because he admitted. Just again, just because Hamlin admitted it, but like he left the track, and no one had any clue that it was on purpose. So I feel like you can't. I feel like at that point you shouldn't penalize him. You didn't catch him. You didn't catch him. I mean, I don't know. Even if they did catch him, I don't think it's like worthy of a penalty way too hefty of a penalty by the way i just don't i don't know, I don't know. Man. It feels weird it just to me. doesn't i'm curious to hear what denny says about his appeal because he said on his podcast that what nascar said that he did is a lie that he didn't do that um apparently and at first he wasn't going to appeal after he talked to joe gibbs and you know joe mm-hmm. was just like let's just move on from this blah 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 but when denny got the email and he read you know, NASCAR statement about what Denny did. Denny's like, no, this is literally a lie. This is crazy. So I want to hear what yeah. Denny's defense is and what he has to say about it before. Cause I honestly, Alex, I think I'm more conflicted on it than you are. Cause I understand NASCAR wanting to keep order. I just kind of get annoyed when NASCAR pretends like they want to keep order. Cause this feels like they're pretending they want to keep order because they hate Denny Hamlin. And this is another opportunity to just, I mean, well, and you're know. right because Denny Denny Hamlin, sure this happened, but Chase Elliott and Kevin Harvick were oh like trying God. to wreck each other yeah. a few years ago, and NASCAR didn't do anything. Yeah. So you're right. I, I 
NASCAR is not consistent on this, and I don't think they need to get to a point where they're doing judgment calls. Oh, was that intentional? Wait, oh, Alex. Did you a penalty to that? Yeah. Did Chase Elliott lose any driver points from the Hendrick penalty? I don't think they... You know, he didn't. No. No. <laughs> Chase Elliott never gets penalized. His entire organization could get penalized, but Chase Elliott could never get penalized. Well... For the recent one, it was because he wasn't in the car. Yes. But, I, I but you know what, what I mean? What if Chase Elliott was in the car that weekend? And then they realize they have to dock Chase Elliott points. Are they doing... Do you, Alex, yeah, they, guess I how many more would've. fans are yeah. mad at that Hendrick penalty when Chase Elliott's involved? Like, at least oh, five more. A lot more. A lot. Like, you a know what I mean? More. That's my point. Five. I would, <laughs> five. I would say, like, five million, probably. <laughs> But I'm I'm right. Like it's just that's funny. You're right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Denny yeah. Hamlin, the only driver to get DQ'd from a win in NASCAR in like sixty years, like for a piece of tape. I'm just saying. I'm not. God. I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist. But yeah, there's. It's not consistent, and you're right about NASCAR's culture. It they they embrace this. this. It's they, they literally embrace this. Yeah. Like that, that they only have themselves to blame, and I like when what, drivers um, act like this. Yes, I liked when what Denny said on his podcast was like, you know, Mark Martin started this mentality that we should all have, and it's just like we should have respect for each other. If we, if we have issues, you know, deal with it, but not in like a crazy way. And I think, think Denny did it bad. People the Dale Earnhardt wreck and like retaliate too. Even Jeff Gordon, Jeff Gordon followed this as well, but. He literally shoved Matt Kenseth that one time. He yeah. went and attacked. He wrecked Clint Boyer. But it's, it's like, you know, it, it's just not the same. And there's just no respect on the track. Yeah. You can, like, every race now, it feels like, oh, they're racing so hard. They're about to wreck. Eh, that's why I didn't watch Atlanta. And that's saying that's a perfect crossover to Atlanta because I was just like, this is not going to be fun. I'm not going to like it because the culture of NASCAR, specifically at this new Atlanta, is just not yeah. enjoyable. Because racing is good as long as the cars are close together, right? According to Steve and Steve, yes. Yes. Um, I will say, so my opinion on this Atlanta race. Now, okay, to be fair, I didn't really watch the first half of it because I was playing Mario Kart with you and then taking a shower. But mm-hmm. but I actually really enjoyed the last 40 laps of that Atlanta race. I think it was better than the Daytona 500. Really? Wow. The end was. It was a single-file train race. I don't even know if it had the strategy. But like I think the first stage didn't have a pit stop. I think it was too short. And then... I might be wrong. And then... Because the, they shortened the, the race this year. It was 400 miles instead of 500. Um, it's good. So, yeah, good. Um, it was still really long. But, yeah, so that was cool. <laughs> but the the end, though, was really good. Because we had... It was a lot like Talladega last fall. Crazy how when there's not... There was only one big wreck, from what I remember. Crazy when there's not a lot of big wrecks. We have the best drivers at Super Speedway Racing, fighting for the win at the end, and Joey Logano pulls off one of the best kind of... I, I 
I don't want to call it a comeback, but it felt like a comeback because he was literally like fifth. He dominated the race, right? He dominated, but he was like fifth with like two to go. I mean, he was had no momentum. He somehow got it back. Brad Keselowski had that race locked up. The Toyotas kind of pulled a JRM. They flopped that win. They should have won that race. Christopher Bell should have won that race easily, but they flopped up the teamwork, which is... Um, shows how hard this super speedway racing is, how hard that teamwork is. You know, it seems easy, but it's really difficult. They flopped that. They should have won. And Joey Logano seizes the moment, comes back just in time. He timed it perfectly, passes Brad on the last lap, and wins another super speedway race at age 32. I mean, defending series champion, gets an early win, doesn't have to worry about the playoffs anymore. I mean quintessential Joey like I mean Joey Logano that was just if like that's why I really liked yesterday because I didn't feel like yesterday's race was stupid or ugly that's why I think it's better than the Daytona 500 we at did, least this last stage yes like yeah. but also it's like the train racing I mean we see that at Daytona and Talladega too they train race because the handling wasn't really good on the bottom um, you couldn't really make much progress down there anyways. They were probably saving mm-hmm. fuel. I mean, it was just... You know, that's just kind of what you get for super speedway racing. I, when they train race at Daytona, I like train racing better than 40,000 wrecks and, like, only seven cars finishing on the lead lap. I just think that's better. I, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I like train racing with strategy. Again, I don't know if yesterday had any deeper strategy or not, but I really thought yesterday they... was a classic super speedway finish that miles better than whatever finish we saw at Daytona. It was the finish that Daytona that we were supposed to get, I should say. Mm. Did did they ever use the backstretch pit entry? Did they have green flag pit They had one green flag stop, apparently, and I don't think anything eventful happened. Um, uh, okay. Denny, Denny mentioned that like it was theoretically like really sketchy because the back straightaway is where cars exit the pits and get back onto the track. And it's where cars oh. are also entering the pits. So that could have been sketchy. Yeah. I imagine yeah. on NR 2003, the AI would just wreck and wreck and wreck <laughs> and wreck. But honestly, in real life, if they can pack race at 200 miles per hour, I'm pretty sure they can handle the pit road thing. Um, Again, yeah. I think I mentioned what I want them to do. Just add a wall inside of turns three and four, have that be an access road. No speed limit, but that's my yeah. idea. So, yeah. Um. So yeah, I again, I didn't watch this race because, um, I've had a very negative relationship with NASCAR the last few weeks, and then I don't want to get into the Fox stuff too much because we talked about it the first half of last week's episode. Yeah. But apparently, um, Mike Joy did the thing again, where he, you know, mocked fans again. Whatever. Um, I don't want to talk about it because he's just getting attention that yeah. he wants. I don't know what's just going looks on there. It's He's better than it's that. Very, uh, it's very professional. He is better than that. He is not listening to the fans, and so be it. I don't really yeah, care. You don't need to make um, fun of us I like said, that. Yeah, I said my two cents on it last week, and I said it again on Twitter. Yeah, it's but, really the um, same stuff. So. It's the same stuff. I don't want to be redundant yeah. he here. Can, he can but, act like that next week at Coda, I guess. But yeah. So yeah. And and my response to that was, I'm just not going to watch because I'm not going to be disrespected as a viewer. Nope. So and, and guess what? There's other. Just, there's going to be other races to watch during NASCAR. 
plenty this season. We're going to yep. have a counter every time IndyCar conflicts with NASCAR. <laughs> like, and yes. guess what, Alex? Alex is choosing IndyCar 100% of the time. I don't think there's a single NASCAR yeah. race, unless it's at Kansas, because he's physically there, that you could get Alex mm-hmm. to miss an IndyCar race for. I honestly don't think so. No. Like, not at all. So, like, and now there's zero even chance. IMSA. There's zero Why chance. Watch IMSA. There's zero chance that you're even going to pull it up NASCAR on the now. laptop. NASCAR up on the laptop. No. no, like it's just last year. Last year I did. I would have NASCAR on my laptop and I'd have IndyCar on the TV. No. I'm not doing that. No, nope. I'm over that. Even F1. I'll have F1 on over NASCAR. Like I, yeah. Just to kind of sum that up, I was not a fan of Atlanta, no, so I, I decided it. not to watch. And then I'm, I'm and Fox. I just. Yeah, and again, I only watched watched stage three. Like, I didn't watch stage one and two because I was like, well, what happens doesn't really matter. So, right, doesn't even matter, honestly. Yeah, and I hate to be negative about NASCAR, but I don't hate to be Mm -hmm. negative about Fox and, you know, whatever. Tony was in the booth yesterday. He did fine, you know, as usual. I will say, I will probably watch the Atlanta summer race because NBC has that one. As long as there's not an IndyCar race on, I don't know if that conflicts or not. But it's at night, I believe. What? So that'll be different. Is it? Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Because it was like really, really hot in the last summer. Is it still so on a Sunday? Night race, I believe. I think so. Shoot. Probably. I didn't know that. But uh, it'll be a night race. It'll be different. I'd like to see the pit road entry happen. Um, NBC will actually, you know, cover the race. Yeah. And yeah, it'd be different. So I'll tune into the summer Atlanta. I just wasn't going to waste my time getting disrespected by the television network and watch a product that I strongly dislike. So, yes. yeah. Anyway, um, I um, will say though, you had back. Well, mm-hmm. before we move on, this is a hot take. I think Atlanta has potential to be the best super speedway on the schedule because hand. Oh the reason I say this. And I can't uh-huh. believe I'm saying it. Handling being a factor is sexy. You know what I mean? Okay. Because like guys having trouble that. holding their cars on the bottom, that was sexy to me. I just like seeing... And you could see yesterday cars... And just the drivers... Brad Kozlowski mentioned this. The drivers had respect yesterday. They didn't wreck a lot. And I wonder if because handling was a factor that played a part into it... And people are wondering what's going to happen once um, the surface wears out. You're not going to be able to pack race like this forever, I don't think. But Alex, I don't even know if that's a bad thing. I'm kind of imagining a 2004 Daytona kind of look right now for Atlanta. And like, maybe they're not one big pack, but maybe it's a few. Maybe it's kind of like the Indy 500 where it's like a few cars drafting off Mm. each other and like little lines and the only kind of worry That'd there is that it just becomes the 550 package, but I don't know. It's t- it, but you still have a lot of banking. You're probably still going to be able to mostly hold it full throw. I don't know. I don't know. I think. Yeah. I think it's for at least a, for at least a year or so, I think this track has potential to hit a sweet spot. And just for the name of science, them turning Atlanta into a super speedway, while kind of stupid, and they should have done it to Texas before Atlanta. 100%. I think it's worth just seeing how this track develops, just so we know. Because I think everyone's always kind of thought, what happens if we turn this track into it? So, for the name of science, yeah, I'm let's, interested to see how this track develops. Let's see how Atlanta looks in 2033 before we do this to another track. That's my two cents. Give this, definitely give this a few years, because also, do we really need eight super speedways on the schedule? 
No. Zero people that are not named Steve think so. So, yeah. Uh, Unless it's Texas. You could turn Texas into a super speedway tomorrow and have it be a half-done job, and I would still like it better than the actual Texas. Yeah. (laughs) So, a few more notes on this race that we wanted to mention. God. Um, Denny Denny walks in on Brad Kislowski. Was funny. He saw some things. My question is, <laughs> why did Fox keep the camera on the porta potty? Because, <laughs> well, he did w- they think there was a kid in there. They were f- <laughs> like, huh? What well, the camera was following Denny Hamlin, so either it's a Denny Hamlin fan or the cameraman was looking at his bu- his butt. So I don't know. Um. Well, Brad's flop of the week to Brad Kozlowski for not flipping the thing on the porta potty. Why did he lock it? Why? What are you doing? That's why he lost the. That's this. That's the most strategical failure ever. He had the perfect, almost, almost the perfect strategy to win that race, and he used up all of his brain power. And apparently, he couldn't go lock the. And I know what Brad looked like in there too. I know he just like was like leaning over and just like head head in his hands. Just like I can't believe I just lost that. Well, he had his helmet on still. He had his helmet on. Wait, really? The entire time. I, he had his helmet on in the video. Oh, so he, he went into the porta pot with a helmet on. So he definitely, he definitely was doing that. He just probably didn't want. Yeah, that's funny. Oh, um, Peter, Peter, the horse is here. That's what. That's what <laughs> the horse. Um. <laughs> so. Tell me about the national anthem. You wanted to talk about the national anthem. I need to talk about Fox pre-race action. No, we'll get that in a minute. So the anthem, um, because I had it. I think I had it on when we were playing Mario Kart and I was hearing it. Okay. This They had some guy singing the anthem. They also had someone signing the anthem next to him, like in ASL. So that's really cool. But this guy hit the highest note ever when singing Home of the and it was obviously higher than that like it was bad it was different Uh but you know how this is something we haven't talked about before Alex but you know how people love to rate the national anthem on Twitter like PD Pistone and like all the report all the old white not the old but the, the white man reporters they love they eat up report or uh rating the national anthem all i see mm-hmm. on twitter is anthem colon zero out of ten. Zero oh out of ten God. i'm like y'all come on oh no <laughs> it was the funniest thing so i wanted to bring that up because if you haven't heard ch- check twitter for it i'm pretty sure it's on twitter somewhere um Lovely. and <laughs> And just like I thought it was a good time to mention the fact that like I just wanted to bring up the fact that people do that on Twitter. They rate the anthem. And I just find it really funny. Because it's something that I see every week, but I just don't think about. Like Yeah. People always do that. So Twitter gave this guy flop, flop. of the week. I don't give him flop of the week because I hey, probably did it better than but I Twitter could. did. But Twitter, Petey Pastone gave him flop of the week. I'm just saying. So Zach, if you and I can't ever get the command. We, you and I should sing the national anthem together someday. I can do it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, we can do the command and the anthem. Didn't they have someone do the anthem with like auto tune at either Daytona or the Clash? Didn't it happen? Probably. I feel like that happened. Probably. 
Um, no, wasn't that so when, one more thing? No, that was at a basketball game, like the NBA All Star game. I think that's what the, I think T Pain or like Quavo or something did it. <laughs> that's so funny. But anyways, um, um, so I watched Fox Pre Race, Alex. I watched Fox Pre. Or, I had it on. I didn't really watch it, and I just wanted to mention a few things. Apparently, they still do put it out, which I completely forgot about. How cringy that segment is. Um, you mentioned that to me. I totally forgot that was a thing. Yeah. yeah. And, like, I don't even remember what they were showing, but I just wanted to bring that up that they still do put it out. One of them that was really huh. stupid. It was, like, so irrelevant. I don't know. It was some, like, old well, race. I, I, I hope uh, Denny walking on Brad is in next week's put it out. Yo! It's gotta be in there. It's gonna be in Come there. On, it's gonna be in... Now I wanna watch next week. Well, I'm gonna probably watch next week's pre-race. It'll be good. Um... Yeah, but so there was a segment that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, so the segment was called, I believe it was called Black NASCAR Fans, comma, Yes, We Exist, or something like that. I don't know if that was the exact wording, but, and they interviewed three black NASCAR fans at the, I think they were all at the track, or I don't know if they were invited by NASCAR. I think there, I saw, I saw a lot of black people at the track this weekend, like on TV, like they had, um, Mm -hmm. and I don't know if that's like stereotypical for me to say, let me know if it is, but like, like they, they had a lot more on TV than they normally do, like special guests and stuff. Um, and I guess like it makes sense in the Atlanta area, but so they had that segment mm-hmm. and it had, um, Darian Gilliam, Black Flags Matter. It had him in it. And when I saw him, I'm like, what? What's my man? What's my man doing on my TV? So that was just cool. And, but they had him, they had some like older, um, some older lady. And then I forgot who else, but like, it was like three, like still diverse, like ages, gender, black NASCAR fans talking about, you know, how they got in this, into the sport. A lot of it was like family. Um, Darian, I know he was talking about like how he used to feel like he was alone until he found like kind of an online community. And then now they talked about th- the new kind of diversity that NASCAR has. And I just, yeah. and the, and it was cool. But then I see the, the, how they titled the segment black NASCAR fans. Yes, we exist. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Because I were I use that kind of wording when I talk about you know gay NASCAR fans. Us gay NASCAR fans. Yes, we exist. It's in my Tinder profile. Yeah. Um. It's great. Like. <laughs> so, that was awesome. I would love to see that for gay people one day. Um. Yeah. <coughs> cough. If NASCAR. anyone has any Steve's, has any uh, if any of y'all have any ideas on how we could make that happen for gay race fans, that'd be really fun. Yeah. Because Zach and I, we have connections i would say and we know a lot of y'all so yeah if you any ideas on how to make that happen for gay nascar fans that'd be really cool or just gay racing fans in general make it happen at indycar nascar wherever yeah. like, that'd be cool yeah. yeah that would be really um, cool um so one more thing another slay actually another slay actually fox you know what fox you got no. us this no yes we got to give them credit where it's due or they'll never improve we have to positive reinforcement alex Okay. Yeah, you are so mad. You're like, I'm not about to. I am not about to compliment I do this not stinky. What... I am not about to compliment this stinky corporate company that ruins my that made Harrison Burton look like a comic book. Um, but Gunther Steiner and Kurt Busch will be in the Fox booth next week. I don't think you can give this a slay until we see how this goes. Well, okay, I see what you mean because with how Fox is. Gunter might be there to be a clown, but to be fair, 
Gunter has worked in NASCAR before. Yeah, he worked for Red Bull. Yeah, when they were a NASCAR team, or when they had a NASCAR team. And Kurt Busch, obviously, you know, he... I mean, he used to have ties to Haas F1 ball, so he's a you know he's a road racer. He still knows what he's talking about. Kurt Busch is a great analyst. I he did trucks a lot last year. He's a great mm-hmm. guy. Um, it'll be the, the only issue. The biggest issue I see is a four person booth because I assume Clint and Mike are still going to be there. Obviously, so I don't know what that's going to sound like. Um, an hoping- uncensored feed, uncensored Kurt Busch and Gunther Steiner. Sign I'm, me up. I'm worried about them clowning Gunter Steiner and they'll probably have oh Alex they're gonna have some cringe segment about him and it's gonna be like the censored version of what he said on like Drive to Survive or something probably 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 yeah yeah I I think it'll be funny it's different I like how it's different you know yeah I just hope well it's Fox I was I was gonna say well hope they take it seriously it's Fox because this race is actually going to be really exciting because they have Jensen Button, they have Jordan Taylor, Jimmy Raikkonen, uh, Connor Daly's racing again in the oh, 50 car. Um, oh, poor Connor. <laughs> I know. Poor guy. But, um, like, you know, really important race, I think, for NASCAR. It is. Yeah. There will be a lot of. Just, I mean, think about all the F1 fans that are going to watch this NASCAR race. Yeah, oh my god. The commercials oh they're not gonna stay past stage one. Let's be let's be honest. They're gonna stage think, one is as long as a full F one race. They're it's gonna over. think the race stage is one. over after stage one. They're gonna be really confused. Um but my thing is okay, so I have an entire idea. So since we wanna invite F one people to Coda, I think because NASCAR loves gimmick races, right? We just had Atlanta Super Speedway, we have Bristol Dirt in a few weeks. I think we should keep we should keep the gimmick races kind of continuing, Alex. All right, so I have some ideas for yeah. what they could do. So I think, in true F1 spirit, I think that we should have a standing start. So the cars are still, and they rev up their engines, and then when the lights go out, they go. Mike Joy can get his best David Croft impression, right? And that's the that's the start, all right? And then, you know, it's okay if five cars stall out and then they have a big wreck because that's that's more commercial footage for the next Coda race. And in fact, Alex, how about every time we do a restart, let's let's do how F1 does restarts, right, with the red flag. Mm-hmm. They can do more standing starts. They can just do it mm-hmm. like that. You could still have the choose rule. And then instead of cautions taking 30 minutes, they can take an hour. Oh, let's go. Wouldn't that be so cool? And so teams, so I think teams could do kind of like what they do at Throwback Weekend and have matching paint schemes. So all four Hendrick cars can have the same, can have the same paint scheme. So when they get penalized by NASCAR, NASCAR will be confused on which team actually did the penalty. So then they can just penalize all of them again, except Chase Elliott, because he won't be there. Um, (laughs) And then Clint Boyer, man, he can just, he'll be more at home because he'll just be even more confused on which driver is who. It'll be perfect. And actually, Alex, hell, David Croft does that all the time. So that's very in the spirit of F1, right? Yeah. I think this is a great idea for a Formula Mm -hmm. One. 
And, oh, well, man. Alex, we just talked about how now NASCAR likes to penalize drivers for, you know, uh-huh. wrecking other drivers, even though they do that literally every other week. So now, how about for one race only, we can now penalize drivers for making unavoidable contact. Oh, God. That would be great. Ross Chastain, the penalty for Ross Chastain, maybe he he, he could get put in the NASCAR uh, holler, the dungeon. They could put him in the dungeon. Oh, well. The timeout room. Yeah, the timeout room. I just think to really bring... Oh, and make sure Netflix is there. Produce like a special mm. Netflix episode for this race. And I think that would really... I think that would make Jensen Button feel right at home. It would be like, man, it's mm. almost like I'm covering an F1 race for for uh, Sky Sports. It would be great. Don't you agree, Alex? Wow. Oh, it would be amazing, Zach. Yeah. I, just wait wow, till you hear I, my surprised. ideas for Bristol Dirt. <laughs> I'm surprised Steve O'Donnell hasn't already oh taken this idea, honestly. Well, for Bristol Dirt, wow. I'm in talks of getting that um bus lady from Cars 3 to come to Bristol Dirt. So <laughs> Not the school bus from Cars 3. Okay. Well, Miss Fritter. Miss um, Fritter is coming to NASCAR. Let's so in go. case you're wondering who the funniest person in the NASCAR community is, it's me. Um, but we didn't have any mm, questions about so that. True. So Speaking of Formula Mid, I mean Formula One, um, they were racing in um Saudi Arabia, which yay, woo, yay, yay, we love gay people. We- Let's go. We- <laughs> Talk about getting low. Anyways, um, let me, <laughs> oh Lord, um, so, <laughs> so let's go over the headlines. Um, it was a weekend for the Sergio Perez's of the of the world. Sergio Perez won the race um, because Max Verstappen had a engine failure in qualifying or something. Uh, um, drive, drive shaft failure in Q2 of qualifying. Yeah. Um, so that happened. So Verstappen started 15th, came all the way back to finish second. More on that in a minute. Um, so, you know, Red Bull is obviously going to dominate this year. Sergio is going to have to get these wins whenever he can get them, unfortunately, because, yeah, I mean... Max Verstappen is Max Verstappen. It's not like it's not like Red Bull's not going to give him the best stuff, and, and he's he has a talent. But so Fernando Alonso, second race of the year, um, second podium, right? He did get a podium, and he got a podium in Bahrain, I think right? So. Yeah. So well, I think so. He well, we thought he got the podium, but then he didn't get the podium. But then F1 was like, no, just kidding, he got the podium. He just kidding, guys. I, I was kidding. I was kidding, right? Yeah. Um, so, I was just kidding. You guys know I was kidding, right? So he right? got his... Yeah, he literally did the entire podium celebration, drunk the champagne, you know, hangs out with Max and Sergio in the cooldown room, whatever, whatever. Or maybe just Sergio. I think Max was being a little baby child. Um, And... So what, Sir, uh, Sir, uh, Fernando then apparently finds out that he's not getting the podium back. So, you know, Twitter's talking about that. George Russell gets promoted to the podium, gets the points, whatever. Gets a, he, he doesn't get to celebrate, but he gets a he gets his own social media graphic, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Fernando tweets that he got the podium. He got uh, proud to earn his 100th podium. And that was the first we heard that, wait, huh? So he got it back? And then, yeah, I he, thought... I thought he was just being funny. Yeah, well, like, Jenna oh, Fryer doesn't care. Jenna Fryer thought he was just trolling too, but apparently not. They gave it back to him. I think because like they 
took too long to assess the penalty or something? I mean, <sighs> so the team did an appeal, and F one basically said, "Oh, we were wrong. We're sorry. Here you go." Yeah, and it, they they said in a statement that was like, "We make mistakes sometimes." Blah blah. Sometimes. Blah. Yeah. Sometimes. sometimes I can't forget about the one mistake but, you made at Abu Dhabi, honey. What are you talking about? Sometimes. But no, I'm I'm glad Alonso got to keep it because this was his 100th podium. He's yeah. the fifth driver to be able to do that. That's a big deal. Um. Yeah, and by the way, Aston Martin. I think they're better than Ferrari, which I did not expect. I know Fernando is. I strolled oh. DNF yesterday. I don't know what happened. Yeah, Stroll was even running six until his car. Uh, stopped working but yeah alonzo he might honestly be the best of non-red bull the best of the rest yeah i mean this year it'll be f1 this year the attention is going to be on the battle for third in the driver standings and in Mm -hmm. the race for that matter because unfortunately you cannot catch red bull which it is what it is um i don't really want to complain about it but yeah yeah um yeah that that looked messy though from the fia i mean you just that doesn't look good on you when you're like, oh, actually, yeah, maybe, dude, it, stop, shut up, um, yeah, but yeah, that's cool. So Max Verstappen, <laughs> he had some, he had some stuff to say as he always does, um, because I don't think very highly of Max Verstappen. I used to, I don't anymore. Um, if that upsets you, I'm sorry, but he says. In um in response to him finishing second yesterday, I am not here to be second place. Um, he was frustrated about you know him finishing second. Apparently, he didn't park his car where it was supposed to be. He says the team really needs to figure out these reliability issues. Which like, dude, you literally he won the ch- you the- literally he literally won the championship last year because his team didn't have reliability issues. Ferrari did. And- yeah, he thought that the drive shaft was failing again at the end of the race, so he had to slow down and not be able to try and catch Perez. Is what his uh, deal was. Yeah. Like. So, and he uh, he said in a quote that is like, "I am not here to be second place," but he well is concerned about be having the fastest lap, and because at the end of the race, Perez had fastest lap, and Max wasn't. Te- they weren't telling Max. Who had fastest lap or whatever? So Max is like, "I'm gonna go get it." Yeah, anyway. we're not concerned about that right now, Max. Max is like, "Well, I'm concerned about it." Like, bro, I would not talk to Christian. I would not talk to the people that pay your bills like that. I'm just saying. Um, but he's Max Verstappen. That's the thing. They've let him. They spoiled him, right? They gave him the best stuff. Mm-hmm. They treated him like a king. They never would get rid of him. And it's like now, Max Verstappen runs Red Bull Racing. I hate to say, but yeah. Max Verstappen runs that team. He is probably the first person that gets say on anything. Um, mm-hmm. so if he if he wants fastest lap, he's gonna get fastest lap. He got fastest lap. What do you think he they said to him after that? What they say? What do you think? Nothing. He's they, there's no way. Oh, nothing. Do you think Christian Horner's gonna have a talk with Max Verstappen and be like, "We really, hey, can you work with the team a little bit more?" He does not give a flying bull about what they have mm-hmm. to say. He's Max Verstappen. He doesn't have yeah, to. He's a two-time it's... world champion. And you're not... What are they going to do? Fire him? Yeah. Okay. Like So, I have great respect for Verstappen for how much he wants to win a race. I do. Yeah. However, you're fair. 
However, as we learned in the first Cars movie, Lightning McQueen only cared about himself, right? And basically blew off his whole team, etc. And it just doesn't work. You you have to be a team in motorsport to be successful. And Verstappen has arguably the best team behind him. And he's the best driver not, in the grid. Like he's going yeah, to win and he's eleven probably races. The best this driver. Year. Yeah. Like it's like I don't know why he's acting like Sergio winning this race is such a big deal. Yeah, and by the way, Perez has been an incredible team player. Oh and he's my still god. Just not happy for him. Sergio Perez won Perez... that twenty twenty one championship for him. Remember. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Yep. yep. And Verstappen's just not thankful at all nope. for what Perez has done to help Red Bull. I think Perez has obviously helped make Red Bull even better than they were. Oh yeah. And this no was not grateful at all. Not thankful. Nothing. Only cares about himself. And you have to be selfish if you're going to be a race car driver, but you can't just be so dismissive and disrespectful to your team like that. Yeah. It's really gross. It I is. Don't, I don't care for it. It is really gross. It's not. It's just kind of adding. I don't know what I got onto him for last time, but it just adds to just more of this. I just don't like him at all as a person. Mm-hmm. I I don't even it's really like him like. as a driver. I don't like him as a driver to be honest with you. Like the way he raced yeah. Lewis. Like, like I just don't like him. Like I respect how much he wants to win races, but I it I don't know. You just can't act like this. I don't know. Yeah, and that's on Red Bull. That's on Red Bull for not dealing with this sooner because now his ego quite frankly, is gone. Mm-hmm. And they... I don't think they were able to rein that in. It's too late. And he's only, what, in his mid-20s? Like, he's there for another 15, 20 years. Yep. So, good luck. Like, I don't yeah. know what to tell you. I don't know. Yeah, it, I just... I worry for Red Bull because you don't really have control over your driver right now. And it's mm-hmm. a little scary. He's a hell of a driver, but what's going to happen if they're not as fast as... What, happen- what happens when Red Bull's not number one anymore? What happens when Max it's- Verstappen has to start working as a team player again? Like, for the and b- what happens yeah. when Max Verstappen maybe falls off a little bit? Like, you know, as age happens, I'll celebrate. Like, what's going to happen with him personally? You know, because like now he's winning every week, and he expects to win every week, which I think is fine, but it's just not in the right mindset. Nope. It's just like it's gonna get it's gonna hit ahead, and it's like you know if Mercedes or Ferrari or Aston Martin become the number one team and Red Bull's like third or second, it's not gonna work. It just won't. Nope. I don't know. I agree. Interesting to follow. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, I guess we're ready to move on to fantasy. So Atlanta, I picked William Byron. You picked dri- uh, driver. You picked Alex Bowman, and of course, um. William Byron got involved in the wreck Ross Chastain caused, so that's great. Um, and because he, he was running up with Kyle Larson up at a point, but mm-hmm. so you get the point because William Byron DNF'd. Um, Bowman I think finished top ten or close to it, twelfth or something. So good day for Bowman. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so you get the point. So I believe we're four to three now. Um, yep. Yeah, slay. Um, but yeah, so we're going to our first ro- oh, man. I love Coda in terms of just being this Me first too. road course race of the year because we have, I mean, what the next road course after this is Sonoma, I think Sonoma. Yeah. So it's like, well, it's such a, 
Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's Sonoma. Yeah, I mean, it was. I'm, I'm glad we have a road course early in the season now. Um, it's great. So in Coda, mm-hmm. last year, obviously, it was a pretty good finish. Um, so I'm hoping, I'm expecting more of the same. Um, qual- won't have stage cautions. Ooh, I f- just remember that. And choose cone. That is going to be I a saw thing of people They compl- made that rule change. God, I saw like Doorbomber Clear was like complaining about the the choose rule, and I'm like, why? Like, well, I'm they glad, complain about anything on that show. I'm glad everywhere has so. a choose rule because, like, at Sonoma, for example, the first turn is you don't want to be on the inside on the first turn because you want to be on the inside for the mm-hmm. second turn, you know? Like, yeah. And now the rules are consistent for it every single track a on the schedule. Universal rule, yep. and I think that makes it easier for fans to understand. Yep. And I think it'll be fun to see on road courses. I don't understand why it wasn't. There I think in the it'll first just place. be just super speedways. It'll be like how it was on the super speedways, where well, Fox also doesn't cover it because they don't pay attention. But it, we're not even going to notice yeah. a difference. But because honestly, no. do you care if it's the exact same lineup on the restart? No, you don't. I think it's great that drivers get to do really? it. So, I mean, I'd rather yeah. have choose cone everywhere than normal double fall restarts. But anyway, so. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, Coda. We obviously Chase Elliott will not be in the race, so he he's been our go to pick for these road courses for you know fair reason. Um, it's true. Did that he might even, open this up a bit? Did he win a road course race last year? I don't remember. I think he won. I don't know. I don't think he did. No, I don't think he won because Road America. Kyle Larson Reddick won, won that. Yeah, Road America was won by Reddick won and. And Reddick won Road America and Indy. And then uh, yeah. Suarez and Chastain won um, the first. Yeah, so and Larson won the other two. So, yeah, I don't think so. But so, but yeah. anyway, so there's um, a lot of different people we could pick. I'm going to go ahead and type my pick out in the chat. All right. And let's see. Let me know when you're ready. I'm, I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one. Ooh. Okay. So I picked the five okay. of Kyle Larson. Alex picks the eight of Kyle Bush. Interest Kyle Bush. Kyle and Kyle show. That's that's why Kyle Bush. I don't I don't get that one. That <laughs> the eight car was a monster on road courses last year with Tyler I mean, Reddick. I guess, I, but I would say a little probably better than the nine car on road courses last year. Kyle Bush is good on road courses. Toyotas have not been good on road courses. He's not a Toyota anymore. He's with Chevy. So I think Kyle Busch is really going to have a really good performance. Um, Kyle Larson was someone I considered, but I don't know. I could see that happening. It's hard I, to predict how Kyle Busch is going to do, though. I know the eight team was fast, but I just don't. I don't know. I I have faith in Larson just for his consistency. I mean, he won. He's been fast at these road courses for like basically since he joined Hendrick, right? And Hendrick's been fat. I mean, well, hell, William Byron would have been a good pick. I think he's actually a really underrated road course okay. racer. Honestly, he's actually pretty good at these tracks. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know if the results really, the results don't really show it, but whatever. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I also considered uh, Ross Chastain. Um, this was about his first win last year. Um. I don't know. Chastain's very hit or miss. No, just kidding. Feel. William Byron really sucks at road courses. He has four top so tens. Won... In the la- he, well, he has four top tens in the last fifteen races. He's never won a road. Byron course. won at the Roval, no. right? 
Didn't he win the Roval? That was Bell. Oh, I yeah, Bell. mixed up all the time. Not Larson. Bell won. Yeah, I don't know why I said Larson. He was supposed to win the Roval. I think that's what happened. <laughs> oh, no. He yeah. Had, no, never mind. That was a whole thing. Um, But, but yeah. But I get Bell and Byron mixed up all the time. They're very similar to me. But Bell, Bell won the Roval. Bell would have been a good pick. But again, he's in the Toyota. No, Bell's like... Does Toyota have their things fixed up? Bell's a... Uh, you know, that was a Game 7 moment. That was just a certain... He needed Fair. stuff to... Fair. The 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 sign um, on the track won him that race, you know. So another another driver I considered for like five seconds and like, oh, that's not going to happen. Was Jordan Taylor in the nine? <laughs> that's probably the I mean, best road course car. I don't think Jordan Taylor will win, but that would be crazy. Top ten. I mean, I think like, what's going to be interesting with these no stage cautions and how big Coda is <sighs> this race and NASCAR fans, hold your breath. It will get strung out. <gasps> What? Not yep. in my NASCAR. It will get strung out. I actually think that might be the advantage to a road course ringer like Jordan Taylor because you're just maybe more consistent. I mean, he's endurance. used to doing endurance races. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like that kind of plays into his wheelhouse a little bit. Hendrick will have him nice and set yeah. up. I mean, he's with the best team. So I'm, I think a top 10 isn't out of the question. So we'll have For to see, sure. though. And, you know, another thing, we talked about this a few weeks ago when they announced road courses... Uh, would not have the stage cautions is that not many guys in this field are used to that. They're used to the breaks and everything. Kyle Busch was around when there were no stages, as was guys like Kevin Harvick. I think that's a plus for Kyle Busch because he has experience with that's how true. it used to be. And yeah, yeah. I think he's on, in the yep. second best road course yep. car. But so. my, my man Cliff Daniels, though, he's going to have this strategy to a T. He's gonna be good. Um, guess Very who? Ha- but get we didn't mention this guy. Guess who has the best average finish in the last fifteen races on road courses? You will never guess who it is. Because I want to try. Uh, best road course average finish on how many races in the last fifteen races? Which I guess is like last two or three years or so. Ooh, is it like? Is it Joey Logano? No, I, I guess it's not Logano. Logano's like I think fifth on my list in terms of active drivers, or besides Chase Elliott. Besides Chase Elliott, I should say Chase Elliott mm-hmm. has the best. And then it's Clint Boyer. Okay. Then it's Jimmy Johnson. Oh wait, Jimmy's in the race this weekend. Boyer. Well, besides Jimmy yeah, Johnson, Jimmy is. <laughs> wait, is Clint Boyer second? Yeah, it's only it's got two races <laughs> on the thing right now, but okay. yeah. Okay, so. Who who else? It's Chris Busher. He has the best average finish of the full time Cup drivers. On he and almost won Sonoma last year. Chris Busher. I can't believe like he's he this. Was chasing Suarez. He has seven top tens in the last fifteen races. Three top five. You know what? Fourteen top twenties. That's insane. That's a fantastic dark horse pick because RFK does not look awful this year. Um, <laughs> Busher almost won Sonoma last year. Brad even a lap in every race this year, like yeah. you never know. That, that Brad, that's an impressive stat by Brad. By the way, that's actually really impressive. Um, but yeah, so that was crunching the numbers with Daniel Trotta. Um, did you get that reference? It did. That segment slayed every single week. God, oh. do they? I bet they still. I think they still do it. It's, I bet they have Shannon Spake do it. I don't pay attention. I don't watch Race Hub. Probably. Ever since Daniel Trotta left and Steve Burns passed, I have not watched. Oh, I literally 
cried. That when was Steve my. Burns. That was my show. Oh, I did too. That was my show. NASCAR race up. Race up slate. Yeah. It, oh my gosh. It's not the same. I just keep watching now. Yeah, and that was Steve 2015. Was peak depression. Honestly, mm, like <laughs> that was an yeah. awful year. <laughs> I don't know why. It was just yeah. an awful year. Uh, All right, y'all. So, but yeah, that was actually. I like how we turned that into a who to actually look out for. Um, that was a good. We're, we'll we'll yeah, do that more. That was fun. good. Um, but yeah, because I always, I've been actually. I'm not going to. I use driveraverages.com to kind of like kind of get a feel for stats and you know. Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah. Um. So yeah, we have NASCAR at Coda. I don't believe IndyCar's still not back. And then, um. Mm-hmm. F1 is taking a week off before they go to Australia. No Imza. Oh, how are Supercross? Oh, oh, didn't um like yeah. Didn't uh, what's his face? So <laughs> yeah, real quick. Uh, Aaron Plessinger was about to get his first win in four fifties, and threw it out the window and went down and lost the win. And Chase Sexton, who was third in points, won the race. Top three in points, finished one, two, three, I believe, on podium. Wow. Uh, Aaron Plessinger, though, was about to get his first win, and I, I turned that off, so I was like, oh, it's over. It's like an eight-second lead, Yeah. and I switched back to he IMSA, and then I see in Twitter that Plessinger fell. So. Do you like Plessinger? Supercross will be on. He's okay. Yeah. He's a, That's why he runs about, like, seventh. You should be on Team uh, Team Plessy for the, the, the Splatfest. Plessy? Is that what the name is? Or the Loch Ness Monster That's, or whatever? That, that, yeah. <laughs> that is the team I'm going to be on for the Splatoon yeah. 3 Splatfest. Plessy. <laughs> that yeah. should be his nickname. That's cute. That should be, he should have a brand, a brand like Plessy. That'd be cute. <laughs> that would be cute. That'd be cute. All right, y'all. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. We had a fun episode today. Um, Happy birthday to me, blah, blah, blah. We will see you guys next week to talk about Coda. Follow us at Gay Racing Pod to keep us or to follow all updates highlights from the pod um any new things if we do a Q&A if we do a Mario Kart night because I want to do a Mario Kart night soon with like the NASCAR playoff format I just think that would be really fun and Mar- would that be so fun in Mario Kart that would be so I fun. just need 12 people that can like meet at the same time so if you're into if you're interested in doing that with us just message either the pod or me on Twitter or just, at, just get in contact with me somehow I don't care um I, I'm like I just want to. I just need twelve people. Or to me, do it. or Alex. Zach yeah. doesn't look at his Twitter, and then I'll tell Zach that you are interested. Yes. Um. And I'll like. I don't know when we're gonna do it, but yeah. I want to do it soon. I it, that would just be so fun because like I imagine a one race winner yeah. takes all in Mario Kart. Like, <laughs> God, that would be so stressful. Ba- <laughs> that would be so Baby stressful. Park. <laughs> Baby Park. And I'm thinking about like creating a ske- a track schedule for it too. That's kind of like the NASCAR Aww. playoff schedule. So like Homestead is like That'd a beach so track, fun. and then like Martinsville was Baby Park or something stupid. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> um, oh my gosh! But yeah, follow me at Dreamy Zach GP. Follow Alex at New Gaiden. And yeah, we will see you guys next week. Um, thank you guys, by the way, for all the birthday wishes on Twitter. I appreciate it so much. Um, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye bye. Bye. We're less weird.